Master Skywalker, there are too many. Swear words. What are we going to do? <laughs> Terrific. This show contains some adult language and may not be suitable for younglings. Hello there. He's no good to me dead. We're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? I think you'll fill in nicely. This is where the fun begins. Hello. And thank you for joining us for news, reviews, and interviews from your favorite galaxy far, far away. Hey, hey, my name's Pat, but don't call me Padawan. Collins. And hello there, it's the mayor of Alderaan, Andy Hanlon. Wait, hello, Ryan? Oh, we don't have Ryan today. Hey, hey, it's me, I'm Ryan. Hey, I'm... I'm sitting. Change uh, me. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. Well, you know. Well, we haven't even announced that on here yet. Sorry. Uh, so, for, hi, folks. Hi. It's just it's Pat and Andy here. Um, we uh, you you may have noticed that Ryan is not with us right now. Because and a big uh, a big reason why we haven't been recording. We've done a little bit of a paternity leave because our boy Ryan had a lovely little baby, a lovely baby. little baby girl, over over the holidays there. Um, so yeah, we just decided to let Ryan have a little bit of a break, a little bit of, uh, daddy-daughter time. Uh, we'll let him give the proper introduction and everything when, uh, when he comes back on in, uh, an episode or two here. But, uh, for now, it's Pat, it's Andy, we're gonna, we're gonna keep things afloat, keep things going, and, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're just gonna have a, have a real good time here, talking about all things Star Wars again, don't you know, but... Yeah. So, do you have a good uh, Christmas? We, oh, sorry. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say, like New Year. Who dis? Maybe we'll re- maybe we'll rebrand. I don't know. We were talking about that, weren't we? Yeah. We're alluding to that, folks. Okay. So, well, maybe we'll get some feedback. We don't, we don't have to do it. I just. We might incorporate maybe some more nerd culture, expand beyond Star Wars a little bit, because, um, yeah, as great as Star Wars is, there's other nerdy things that we like chatting about when we go. We essentially use this podcast time just to catch up, shoot the shit, talk about other nerd stuff, like a lot of the Marvel stuff that's out there. Um, a lot of which the- a lot of people who have been in Star Wars are in now in Marvel shit, right? Which is what kind of like what I like talking about. I like venturing into other things if, like, there's people from who've been in a Star Wars project. Okay, I like who that. Move into other stuff, right? Like we got Secret Invasion coming out soon on Disney Plus, and that's gonna have um, Amelia Clark in it. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had other Star Wars characters cross over, obviously with uh, Poe Dameron himself in Moon Knight, Samuel Jackson, of- Nicholas Fury. Yeah, Sammy J. Who else? You made it. That should be a game one time. Is we have to we have to name crossover like not crossover characters, but actors who have been in Marvel and Star Wars. As many as you can do in 20 seconds. <laughs> Remember when Robbie da- Robert Downey Jr., there was that rumor circling that he might be in a Star Wars project? I had heard he re- he want because he's obviously buddies with Favreau. And I, I had heard, heard, like, I love how I talk about it. Like, I fucking know. I know nothing. Um, <laughs> what I read was that uh, basically, like, he would do another Iron Man or something like that if they 
or he'd do some sort of like reprisal of the role if they gave him a Star Wars. Oh my Something gosh, like that. that'd be great. Uh, that would be lovely for sure. Because uh, get- uh, for a long time, I think there was a rumor that he was going to be potentially, or, or not going to be, but there was like thoughts around him being a fit for that show that was supposed to be head headlined by the uh, what's her name from Mandalorian that got canned. Chow. Deborah Chow. No, the Deborah Chow. She's the director. I didn't hear about Deborah, her getting canned, but Kathleen Deborah Kennedy? Chow got canned. No, I don't think so. No, 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 no. <laughs> the the actress that was in Mandalorian. Oh yes, uh, Gina. Um, yeah, what's her name? Gina Davis. No, it's not Gina Davis. <laughs> Gina Davis. <laughs> <Gina> Davis. <laughs> Wrong decade. There's no Pat. crying in baseball. <laughs> That's Tom Hanks, but the reference makes sense. Uh, shit. Um, yes, I know who you're talking about Gina. Gina Muscles. <laughs> what the fuck's her name? <laughs> has it been that long this is, if, this is it once they like cut them loose you know the hell with it yep what's her name i'm gonna look it up right now Erase. gina carano gina carano thank you yeah so anyway she was supposed to be in that new republic show right right oh yes and i had heard that i had heard again i read a theory rumor of robert Downey jr being a fit in that as mm. some sort of like new republic guy Cocky ass, Han Solo esque kind of character. He basically is Tony Stark in everything that he does. Tony Stark in space, yeah, yeah. It's the same as George Clooney. George Clooney's not a good actor. Any, anything George Clooney has played, he's just George Clooney in interesting situations. <laughs> Essentially, I want to yeah. be in space. I want to be a doctor. I want to be a Batman. I want to be Robert George Clooney as those things. Or doctor. Yep. Yep. But uh, hey. I mean, good on him. He does it well. He gets paid. So, I get it. I, we recently, this is again nerd podcast. This is not nerdish stuff. My wife and I last year rewatched ER, the medical drama huh, ER. Really? And was well, so the there nothing else on? Se- I was just interested. I always liked ER. ER is like the original Grey's Anatomy. It's like way better than Grey's Anatomy. Okay, fair enough. I, I, I'm not even current on Grey's Anatomy. I think I stopped watching after like. Well, I watched it very sporadically with whoever I was dating and married. <laughs> but um, I got a little hooked. I'm not going to lie. Get, gets you. It happens. Um, but yeah, ER. I grew up watching it with my mom when I was in high school. I fucking loved it. Okay. The um, first five seasons, though. I was too young to kind of appreciate the first five seasons of ER. Um, Which is when Clooney Clo- was in his prime. When Clooney was in it. It's kind of what made George Clooney George Clooney. Yeah, true. Was ER. Yeah. He's like his first big thing. And I get it. I get it. I get why the world <laughs> fell in love with George Clooney. <laughs> World's most eligible bachelorette uh, for a good chunk of uh, the 90s and 2000s. That Clooney smirk? Oof. Gets you. I'm telling you. Every time. I can't replicate it. <laughs> it is tough. It is tough, certainly. But um, uh, what else? Uh, okay, what were we talking about? George Clooney, different shows coming on. Different char- characters and different That's characters right. in Star Wars who have been in different things, specifically Marvel. Yes. I'm trying to think who else. So we've had Samuel Jackson, Amelia yeah. Clark, Oscar Isaac. Why can't I think of any more? Chris Hemsworth who was else? in Star Trek. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else has been in Star Wars that or Marvel stuff that's been in Star Wars. John Favreau? <laughs> uh, John Favreau. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was he was the other Mandalorian guy. Yes. 
Um, that's right. Yeah, you did the voice acting too. That's right. Yeah. I'm trying to think though. There's definitely more. Well, you know what? Hey, here here's a thought. Let's do some homework for this podcast at some point. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I'm not just going to look it up on my phone right now? Well, uh, yeah, let's prepare. Weird concept. Um, but uh, anyways, uh, speaking of weird concept, the Bad Batch has been released. First two episodes mm-hmm. at this point. Did you did you enjoy those? I very much. I'm currently looking up actors who have been in Marvel as Star Wars. Well, then I'll talk uh, and then uh, <laughs> I'll go first, unless you want to go. Oh, okay. Before I answer that question on Bad Batch, could I? Act, I just had a thought. Yeah, go. Do you know? Do you know who the most obvious person who's been in Marvel and Star Wars should be? Maybe other than Samuel Jackson. And we totally missed this person. We didn't even mention this person. And it just, it just like, uh, like I just. I was going to say Mark Hamill, just, but I can't think of anything that he's been in. in no, Natalie Portman. <laughs> oh, Natalie fucking Portman. Oh my gosh. That's so obvious. Boo us. We suck. Is it not <laughs> obvious? It's very obvious. It should have been. I just watched Thor uh, Love and Thunder for the first time last weekend. Um, yeah. 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 That, no, yeah. Not even worth talking about, but. No. Um, it was better than I thought it would have been, based on the critique and based on the criticisms and everything. It was, it was, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, alas, um, Bad Batch season two. Yes. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? I, I really liked the first episode. Yeah. So Second back. episode, not. I thought was good. I wasn't into it as much. It just could have been the time excuse me, time of day that I was watching it, my kids kind of running around and just not as like focused on it. I'll probably need to go back and rewatch it. But I just, my feeling after the first episode was really well done. Um, second episode, it could be just as good, but I just don't know if my attention was there, but I liked the first one for sure. Yeah. It was essentially one big episode um, between the two of those, which right. maybe like that's part what... one part two, wasn't it? I th- sort of one was called or did they have different titles I couldn't remember they did have different titles but it were very similar it was like the spoils of war and then like the cost of war or something like that <sighs> fucking Andy Circus. Andy Circus. What, what happened what do you do in Star Wars and Marvel oh my god Andy Circus too fuck me running um, Forrest Whitaker Paul Bettany oh god Camille uh, Nanjani Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Mads Mikkelsen. Who, who's Mads Mikkelsen in, uh, in the... Oh, that's in the right. first Doctor, in Strange. Doctor Strange. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn plays like the changeling guy in uh, Captain Marvel. And he's the Krennic from oh, Rogue One. Oh, that's right. He is. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name properly. Lupita Nyong'o. She yeah, played Nyong'o. in Black Panther... And then she also did the voice of uh, Maz Kanata. Oh, that's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, We're such good Donald, podcasters. Donald Glover. But Donald Glover was, like, very quickly in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson was in uh, Daredevil. Benicio Del Toro. Okay. There's a bunch. Anyway. Okay, Richard you're, E. Grant. You're right. you're right. There were a few. There were a few. Oh my goodness. We're just I'm not sorry, on the ball. We're out of practice. We're out of practice. 
We got to ease ourselves into this nerd cross. Ray Park. Culture. Ray Park. Ray Park. Who is he? Oh, I, well, yeah, I guess he, so. was, toad he was Toad in, uh, in X Men. Yeah. I keep thinking of like that's not MC. That originally wasn't the MCU though. So right, correct. I was yeah Fox, but anywho. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's what happens when Ryan goes away. I just take over with like <laughs> nonsense. You just get very easily derailed. Uh, so yeah, bad batch. It, it was essentially one big long episode. I thought, anyways. Uh, yeah. but it was fun. It was very much. You could. I think after watching Andor now, it's a very obvious why Andor stood out as being so different from what has been produced in Star Wars recently as far as TV shows go. Not because it's fucking live action versus animated, but because of like the story type. Like the way my, uh, I was talking to my cousin about it the other day, because uh, he sent a meme saying like, uh, I I can't even remember what it was, but it was bashing Andor essentially. And we were saying like, don't understand how people can, can bash this. And the way my cousin put it was, it's for... Uh, if you, uh, uh, you know what, I got to find it here just to be able to do it some justice, but it was along the, fa- uh, the effect of if, oh, here's what it says. If all you want is fighting either space battles or lightsabers, it's boring as hell. If you're after a great story though, meaning that like, Andor is, is a good story. Um, right. we, it's like, yeah, the, the bad batch and the clone wars are great. But it's like purely just adrenaline fueled, go go go, always suspenseful, always something hanging in the balance. There's always someone to be saved. Always like go 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 go. It's very much like you don't even have a chance to really sit back and like analyze what you've just watched because there's always something to like keep you going. It's like you're always chasing a high kind of thing, and it's always giving you that high. Whereas Andor's got some low valleys. As far as how it makes you feel anyways. I don't know. Maybe I'm just mm-hmm. talking out of my ass and just kind of uh, justify. But internally, I could really, really feel the difference. Not that either was better, better or worse or, you know, yada, yada. Of course, you know, the animated stuff is going to appeal to a certain audience more than it's going to appeal to another audience. But uh, I definitely found myself more how do I put this like as politically correctly as possible? I wanted to see what happens next in Andor more than I want to see what happens next in Bad Batch. 100%. I, I don't know too, it might be like the animated factor. Like, they've done really good job with animated stuff, clearly. Like, Clone Wars, Rebels, the shorts, uh, not the shorts, but the t- Jedi Tales that we had yep. back in the fall. Uh, Bad Batch season one was good. I mean, I know I, I rag on it a little bit, but like, <sighs> I, I sometimes do though wonder if it's the, it's the animated factor. And you know, it, it's, we didn't grow up with that either. Right. Like I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I likely wouldn't have tuned in if I didn't, if I wasn't like shut in, in my college dorm and I was, <laughs> I'll say suffering from, um, uh, what do they call that? Sad seasonal affective disorder when I was living in Scotland mm. and, yeah, yeah. uh, like I just come home from school. And wouldn't really want to do anything for the first half of the school year. Like I was like, as soon as I was home, did my homework, did whatever planning I needed to do for the next day. Boom. I was out (laughs) walking around the city, checking out some sites, popping into a restaurant or a cafe here or there, whether it was with people or just by myself. But as the school year went on, I kind of got a little bit more blah, 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 blah. And I was like, ah, 
let's see what this Clone Wars stuff is all about. And, mm-hmm. uh, Gyar, I turned into a wee bit of a pirate and managed to find some episodes that may or may not have been on the side of totally legal. Yar. But, uh, it got me, it gave me, it, it helped me. It soothed me, but... Well, now we're rebranding the podcast. <laughs> now, welcome to Pirate Pat's Corner. Yar, matey. <laughs> Grab some scurvy and suck a lemon and some grog. And lick me where I shit. Yar. <laughs> But uh, uh, but that's how I got through Clone Wars. It, it was like me sitting there, kind of like just needing a little bit of a comfort thing. So it was like, yeah, yeah, it was like just purely, purely just comfort binge and just watching those episodes. And like it was much better. I, I found myself enjoying it much more than I thought I would. But like nowadays, to be able to do that, especially with how many episodes of the Clone Wars there are, um. You know, I could, I would definitely not be able to give it my full attention. I would say these days, just because I would have like a million other things on my mind, I could definitely mm-hmm. put it on while I'm like washing dishes in the background, kind of thing, and like tune in a little bit here and there and and give it right. that. But as far as like sitting, paying attention, uh, like a hundred percent attention, it'd be very tough to do these days. And yeah. the Bad Batch is a little bit like that, so I'm very glad they didn't release all the episodes all at once. Uh, I kind of like that they got. It's you know. going to like mid March, isn't it? Yeah, they got sixteen episodes. They do have a couple yeah. of weeks. I saw in the release schedule that they will be releasing two at once. Um, okay. Which I, yeah, I, I think, think it's going. I think it's going to like mid March. I think so. Yeah, if I recall correctly, I'm going to confirm this. Which means there is going to be some overlap with the uh, the Mandalorian season three, um, which I love. Yay. March first. Yeah, more content. Woo! More shit to talk about. Um, was Pedro Pascal in a Marvel? No, he hasn't been in a Marvel yet. Uh, I don't think so. I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah, matter of time. He's got HBO right now, so March 29th is the last Bad Batch. Wow, nice. They're releasing the final two episodes on the same day. Oh, everything out. Uh, February 8th is also a two episode release. Yeah. Other than that, though, they're weekly. Right, okay. And this, uh, obviously, the first release day had two episodes as well, so. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, that's neato. I like that a lot. I'm for it. I'm for it, I'm for it. Yeah, but overall, like, I think it's... <clears throat> I'll be interested to see what they do um, with the season where it's going. Like, I really have no... It, it's kind of one of those one things where I guess... You know, I do like it. Um, you know, I'm I'm your classic, like, just give me nostalgia and give me characters I know and just right. suck it dry. You know, I love it. You know, people complain about give me something original, but I, I'm a sucker for just like, <laughs> you know, like that moment in Mando season two and Luke shows up and, you know, everyone's wanting it to be Luke Skywalker, but you just know. The fact that it was, there are people out there being like, that's such bullshit. It should have been something different. Like, you just know people like that exist. Um, yeah. Which is right. It's fine. Fine. To each their own. Yep. We, we welcome all opinions on the podcast. Yep. Um, but I loved it. I loved it. I want more nostalgic moments. I want a Vader series. I want Vader to show up in Ahsoka. I want flashbacks. I want more Coruscant. Just more Mace double down that bitch. I just, yeah. Bring me back Mace. Like, just do it. Fuck, I only live once. Life is too short. It's right? What I, want. I feel like I'm running out of time. <laughs> uh, give it to me now. 
I need to see everything. Like, that's the problem with Star Wars. It's going to be so big and go on forever. Like, eventually we will die before we see it through. (laughs) Someone said that exact quote to me uh, once, once Disney took over years ago. They said, like, we won't live to see the last Star Wars. And I was like, that's fucking depressing. Woof. I hope they get Disney Plus in hell where I'm going. So, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, shit. But, um, uh, anywho, speaking of TV shows, uh, Entertainment Weekly, <coughs> dying here. Entertainment Weekly, uh, a couple days ago here, on January 5th, released a top 10 Star Wars TV show ranking. This ranking includes all currently released live action and animated shows, 10 in total. Two series are not ranked, but they are noted below. The Star Wars franchise also has many micro shows and web series, and those are not included here. Every show on this list mm. can be viewed on Disney+. Plus. Okay, so first of all, what's not ranked on this list? Star Wars Droids, the 85 to 80, 1985 to 86 cartoon featuring Chipoy 3PO and R2, as well as Star Wars Ewoks. Uh, 85 to 86 Great. as well. Um, so those two are omitted. And uh, would you like to hear what they are? From you know, 10 to 1 or 1 to 10? Sorry, from 10 to 1. We're going to count down from uh, what they think is the worst to the best. Of the show. Okay, go. Of the show. Okay, so again, this is Entertainment Weekly. This is not our own. Uh, maybe we'll go. Should, should we both? Should we both quickly before we start just name our... What we think is the best and what we think is the worst. Uh, yeah, I've already seen them, but yeah. What What do you think is the best and what do you think is the worst? No, it's not what I think. It's what I. Th- it's not what I think they say. It's yes. what I just think. Yes, yes, that's totally. What What's yours? I would say, to this point, to this point, I think Mandalorian is the best. Um, I think Andor is I want to see what Andor does with season two. Yeah. Um, but I think to this point, I think Mandalorian did a good job with seasons one and two. Um, yes. It proved it wasn't just like a one trick pony kind of thing or a, or a one hit wonder. Yeah. And I mean, I suppose some of these are, are limited series like the Obi-Wan's only six. So it'll probably be on the list and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, I think so far Mandalorian overall whether it be six episodes or 18 episodes, Mandalorian is the best Mm -hmm. start to finish the worst. Ooh, there's 10 shows. Yeah. I was going to say visions is uh, the worst. Yeah. I, I've never watched it. That's, that's (laughs) my, yeah, 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 I know. I, uh, I watched a f- I watched most of the visions, and as far as enjoyment goes, I would say that was probably my number ten. I would say, um, and I think my favorite might be, yeah, call me hypocritical, but I want to say probably the Clone Wars. I would say might be my favorite, pound for pound, like as far as the amount of information that it gives you. The amount of like character depth that it goes into through those cla- like through some of my favorite characters yeah. of Kenobi and Skywalker, yeah. seeing their relationship bloom and develop, some of the side characters that you get to see and emerge that have like since translated to live action that you're just like ah yeah I want more of them now like Ahsoka and um 
and, and so and by like extension, Rex and Rebel. Cody yeah. and those guys. Yeah, yeah. It gave, it gave clones some like life and like made you cheer for the clones. Like D. Bradley Baker, fucking a, give him a special shout out. We should be talking about this. Is the, like the Bad Batch is the D. Bradley Baker show. He's the voice of all of the clones, right? Mm-hmm. And just like how yeah. masterfully he can switch between the like as a voice actor, bit of a nerd myself. I really, really appreciate a good voice acting performance. And when like one guy can stick to all of these characters and have like flip the mindset because like acting is just reacting. And when you have to like, right. Talk to yourself and flip back and forth between these characters, go from like Rekka, who's a complete child really into like talking like, uh, the nerdy one and actually having a conversation <laughs> and just like, yeah, ah, no, 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 no. So good. But anyways, rambling aside i would have to say clone that's a, wars. that's a very good take i will i will give you that it, sh- it, it should definitely be up there yes yes yes, yes. Certs, certs i just i when i answered i had just blocked all animated shit out of my head i know that's just With the it. exception of visions saying visions was the worst <laughs> i just blocked <laughs> animated stuff out but i'm not going to change my answer but um i think it definitely is up there for me too yeah overall okay yeah okay what's the list so number 10 book of boba fett Hmm. Um, now there's they do have a paragraph under each so I'll read it real quick if it gets kind of boring I'll just cut myself off here Uh, this is what they say about it Boba Fett deserved better Tamura Morrison deserved better and while the book of Boba Fett it's uh, has its shining sparkling moments for the bounty hunter and his uh, his outstanding actor it ends up at the bottom of this list because far too often it strays from being a story actually about Boba Fett The series gets distracted by other franchise favorites, and while maybe anywhere else they might be welcome, for fans of the Boba Fett character, fans have waited an awfully long time for him to get an actual spotlight. It's not like Morrison and the character can't carry the show, as it happens in the first few episodes. They certainly can, which makes some of the writing decisions later uh, later on baffling. If the book of Boba Fett gets a, gets a second season, maybe it will redeem itself. But for now, it's an odd show, unbalanced and lacking in its focus. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say I agree with that. You know, Morrison, again, mm-hmm. the shoe doesn't necessarily fit anymore as far as like, I, I'd like to see him deep faked into it um, with even like, uh, you know, Daniel Logan getting to yeah like we've, we've yeah. said this multiple times before as well so we'll beat that dead horse but uh I, I, I agree with what they said let's just see if i agree with where they put it in comparison to other things fair enough i do like that yep uh number nine obi-wan kenobi Ooh, okay i know bold putting it so low on here but uh, it says obi-wan kenobi lands so low on this list so low so low on this list because it <laughs> suffers from a serious problem it's redundant while upcoming shows like The Acolyte promise to take viewers to eras we haven't seen yet in the franchise, Obi-Wan Kenobi decides to devise a tale from t- uh, from a time we know all too well and a character we already know well enough about to, know enough about too. Uh, the creators of Obi-Wan Kenobi wanted to show how we got from Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan to the prequels Sir Alec Guinness's, but we didn't uh, but did we need to know? The series doesn't provide a good argument that we did somehow managing to make new scenes feel overexposed and overdone. Third sister, Moses Ingram, chief antagonist, might be the best part of the show, as she feels fresh and new and expanding on the tradition of other historic dark side force users who came before her. I agree with that last part, that Moses Ingram was like... It was kind of weird that she was the antagonist, but she did a very, very good job, and I really found myself like... like, I think they should have killed her, personally. I think I would have been like... 
it would have been a more tidy little, ah, mm, that was such a satisfying, like good villain story arc. Like maybe she discovered something that was crucial and important. And like, had she lived, she would have exposed that, like, like exposed the location of Obi-Wan mm. Kenobi or Luke Skywalker. But she didn't die and she's still alive. And it's kind of like, oh. Well. Which makes you think that they're going to bring her back in some capacity at some point, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I think they did. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, no, like, again, like, I, I know I'm usually blinded by Obi-Wan. Like, I thought it was good. I thought the last two episodes, I thought my favorite episodes were, actually, let me put let me put it this way. I think the worst episode was four where he just goes into the fortress to retrieve Leia again. While I like the episode that he kind of like gets his groove back and he does a little lightsaber twirl. I, I, I just didn't like the whole episode. I just found there was a lot of wasted time. I would have liked to have seen more, um, character development of him and Anakin. Yes. Like I don't agree with the comment in the blurb about like, Oh, it takes you back to like a time that was like predictable because that's the whole point of the, the, the show was to show that again. Like we knew that. Yeah. Um, but I do think there were definitely some things that I would have liked to have seen more. Like, I think they missed, I've said it numerous times. I think they missed out on opportunities to play on the Padme stuff with Anakin and actually really do more character development for Vader. Like aside from seeing a few cool Darth Vader moves and the final scene where he interacts with Obi-Wan in a meaningful way. Like there really was no character development. That was the show for me. That last half of, yeah. or the the whole last episode, I'll say. That was, like, I have such a positive view of the show because of that last episode. That's what I take. Like, I, I've seen, I think I've said this before, too, that, like, in my own head canon, that Tatooine cut of this show is, like, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah. It was, like, a movie length. Yeah. Didn't really follow the Leia stuff at all. Didn't really need that at all. Um, well, no, I shouldn't say it didn't need it. It's, it, you know, the story that was made for disney plus sure they needed it like they they had a reason for it they put it in sure sweet great but yeah Yeah. this tatooine cut kind of chew uh cut away a lot of the fat that you didn't really need and gave you that you know very hyper focused view of this hermit character and his right, inner turmoil right. and his relationship with, with Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker and then with all of it coming to a head relatively quickly, you you don't really have that time to be twiddling your thumbs <laughs> saying like, okay, when you get into good shit, like, come on, catch the kid already. It's a fucking kid. Um, you just like you're you're just entranced by the by the the action that's already going on. So yeah. Um so yeah, I I I, I still really, really enjoyed Kenobi, I think a lot more yeah. than, you know, what apparently the masses felt about it. But uh, again, yeah. it was purely because of that last scene, that last like, Anakin's gone. I am what remains, and just like, wow, yes, I still get wet <laughs> listening to that yeah. scene. But uh, yeah, anywho, uh, yeah. no, it was good. It was that was sad. Um, I promise I won't go on about all of them, so we'll go through them faster. <laughs> Oh, you, you talk about Obi-Wan and I got shit to say. Oh, for, absolutely. Say. Obi-Wan's a big one. Number eight. This one's concerning to me. Tales of the Jedi. Mm, okay. Very low on the list. Tales of the Jedi ends up on the lower list, not because it lacks in quality, because there's not much to it. 
Aiming to expand upon the stories we haven't seen fully in Star Wars, Tales spends its first and so far only volume focusing on two Jedi in particular, Count Dooku and Ahsoka. Count Dooku. Yeah, right. Count Dooku feels like it's fresh ground as we see moments that have been implied, Qui-Gon Jinn's death and its effect on the Count, for one, but Ahsoka's feels like walking on well-trod ground. The stories are well told and the animation is unusually thoughtful, but Tales finds itself merely revolving on Star Wars' hamster wheel, revolving on Star Wars' hamster wheel, as opposed to hopping off it and exploring something new. I do think they could have done someone different than Ahsoka, because we've had a lot of Ahsoka content, really. Yes. Um... But I thought it was great. The only episode I didn't like was the first Ahsoka one. I didn't care to see her born. And, like, I can assume that stuff. I'm not invested in that. Yeah. I mean, Um, it's like, it kind of takes something you already know that she's had a well, uh, like, a strong female influence in her life. Um, yeah, but it's like the same thing as, like, saying, oh, let's see see when Yoda was born. Let's see when Obi-Wan was born. Let's see when, like... Anakin was born. Like, it's just... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I would have been much more interested um, to see that scene play out with where uh, Plo Koon finds her and, like, how he finds her and how... And, and like, yeah. allude to on a larger scale... Well, it, it, it would just be, like, a focused version... A focused example of how the Jedi find these Force-sensitive younglings. Like... That would be cool. It's that's just, what I we want. We talked about that a few podcasts ago. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, are the Jedi sort of perceived as, like, bad that they take these kids? Or is it predetermined that, like, everyone's invested in the Jedi Order because it's for the greater good? And, like, having your kid as a Jedi is, like, a prestigious thing. It's, like, the honorable thing to do, right? And do the Jedi. And I wonder if, like, they didn't want to explore this because it would have, like, raised some eyebrows. Like, maybe the Jedi do some forced suggestion to the people to say, like, yes, your child, you want your child to come with us while they wave their hand kind of thing. And, like, is that yeah. kind of a twisted little, like, they're doing it for the yeah. greater good, but, hey, the greater good has led to a lot of great bad things overall, right? right. So that that's yeah. that could be an interesting dark take on the light cool. side of the Jedi. So that would be, yep. I think, if they did that, that would have been a little bit more of, like, a, a pretty sweet tale of the Jedi. And that could be, like, why Qui-Gon and Count Dooku were so, starting to get, like, disenfranchised from the Jedi because of this, like... Oh, that's that's how we do it, eh? Ooh, that feels greasy. That feels grubby. Um, and like, I, I'm I'm getting some fun little brain chills just thinking about that right now, kind of thing as to mm-hmm. how that would play out. But um, yeah, just wasn't that. It was a cool hunting story, you know, badass mom, fucking a, voiced uh, again by um, oh, I can't remember her name, but she was in uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, uh, the main protagonist in that show. Um, Urson, or get Urson something. <laughs> uh, that shit, I can't remember. Uh, but anyways, um, in what? Sorry, what? In what show? In sorry, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, the video game. Oh no, I don't remember. Um, yeah, the main protagonist lady that was in that one, badass, mm. badass gal. But anyways, uh, Ahsoka's mom was voiced by her. Very cool choice. Oh, anyways, cool. seven. Very interesting choice. I've never dived into this one myself, so we probably won't have a lot to say on it. Star Wars Resistance. Star Wars no, Resistance. That's an animated? That's an animated one. It's kind of a funky looking animation it. too. Kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, like a uh, what do you call it? Is it a cell capture? 
cell something to do oh. with cell animation where it's like the shading yeah, yeah. is very kind of like it looks almost like a comic book that's just kind of like walking around yeah. and yeah so it's very strange animation very uh, it's i find i've always found it kind of like uncomfortable animation i don't know why i'm just so used to like the original yeah. the old school saturday morning cartoon stuff and even getting used to like the the cg computer graphic computer generated animation Same. is still like you know, took some getting used to for sure for me, but this is like a whole other step above. But anyways, I'll read right along here. Truly a kid's show at heart, Star Wars Resistance tells the story of a small band of Resistance fighters around the events of the sequel trilogy. While colorful with a 2D style of animation not often seen in American TV these days, Resistance suffers from being intended for a younger audience. Its writing is simplistic at times, and the characters are loud and even grating. If you have a younger fan of Star Wars at home, they'll probably enjoy this little show a great deal. One point of interest, Resistance does take a look at a part of the main Star Wars story. Sorry, Resistance does take a look at a part of the main Star Wars trilogy, which is kind of fuzzy, the lead up to the sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy, of course, for a lot of fans, merely turned into an excuse for Disney and Lucasfilm to milk the franchise for more. So your mileage may vary. There's not a lot of substance to Resistance, much like the sequel trilogy it accompanies. Hey, oh, there's a dig for you, entertainment. If you want substantial Star Wars animation, the next three entries on this list are where you need to head. All right. I don't need to say anything about Resistance. I've never watched it. I, I, I think okay. I saw like the first episode or tried to, and like Poe Dameron made the a cameo. That, the fact that it's ahead of Tales and Obi Wan, though, kind of pisses me off. But let's yeah. move on. Yes, yes, very much so. Very, very strange. Anyways, number six, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. If you love the clones, there's no begrudging the fact that you will likely love The Bad Batch. Telling the story of a genetically mutated clone trooper squadron in the immediate after of, uh, aftermath of Order sixty six, this show feels a uh, slight. This show feels slight in the wider of Star Wars. Feels slight in the wider scheme of Star Wars. Uh, even a bit of a retread, as the squadron ends up in the guardianship of a young, talented child, which may be a mandatory Star Wars trope at this point. Huh? Yeah. Good call. <laughs> it kind of seems uh, that's fair. A bit familiar. Yeah. Good. Good point. Good point. The Bad Batch becomes a little uh, band of mercenaries having adventures and trying to outrun the Empire, who obviously aren't huge fans of having a bunch of rebellious clone troopers running around the galaxy, helping where they can. Where other animated shows on this list have been serious, uh, have ha- have serious repercussions for the wider canon of the franchise, The Bad Batch is currently not taking that tack, but may as it continues with the season in two, uh, with season two in twenty twenty three. Still, as an action adventure show with a tradition of vintage elite team, show. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Still, as an action adventure show in the tradition of vintage t- uh, elite teams, like say the A team, you really can't go wrong with giving it a shot. It is kind of a little bit like the A team, where everyone's got their own little thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. I like I like the Bad Batch, and I think it's going to lend itself to a larger canon with this season um, and kind of head into uh, head into or like tackle things that may be important for things like Ahsoka coming out soon. Um, We'll see. We'll see. Number five, Star Wars Rebels. At times, some of the darkest Star Wars content ever made. True. That is very true. Rebels challenges the ideas that both the animation and the franchise are just for kids. 
The period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope were the dark ages for the Star Wars universe, and Rebels does not shy away from that fact, both aesthetically and intellectually. Rebels can be brutal, even with all the discretion shots in the world, uh, and it should be applauded for its dedication to showing a galaxy far, far away which feels doomed to remain fallen. It does have very, like, a dark kind of feel to it, right? Uh, anyways, sorry. Still, there are those bright spots of hope and light that remain undimmed throughout, making Rebels an important show for, uh, make important for showing how the Star Wars universe survived the years between and the victory of the rebellion over the Empire. While it might have been nice to see Rebels use a different animation style than the next entry on the list, it is still remarkably well plotted and acted, with characters both new and familiar duking it out for the survival of the galaxy. Um, yep. Mm. I agree. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Number four, Star Wars The Clone Wars. Uh, in some ways, The Clone Wars's placement on the show being this low isn't fair. It's an epic show and in many ways carries some of the most poignant and overtly political moments of the whole franchise. But it's also a long slog, taking a war between the Jedi and the Galactic Republic that only lasted three years and stretching it into seven seasons with 133 episodes total when all is said and done, which means there is a great deal of filler and wasted time. Still, The Clone Wars quickly surpasses its origins as a spinoff show for a not uh, uh, spinoff show of a not so great movie. If you have a desire to watch what is often a well-told war drama with occasionally silly divergences, then you have the time to watch the whole thing. It is worth it. But the precision of the storytelling and laser focus that is present in the top entries in this list just isn't always present in the impressive display of dedication to showing one of Star Wars's most dramatic historical periods. I agree with that a lot. I think that that just kind of uh, repeated some of the things that I said earlier on there, earlier on the episode today where it's a long slog it's it's like if you have the time go for it Mm -hmm. but like there's parts of it where if i i purely watched it because i didn't have anything better to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it's there were times in episodes where it's just kind of like huh that was it huh that's it all right that felt pointless but uh but yeah overall though it it does contribute to the higher zeitgeist of uh of star wars here but yeah uh anyways i'll motor right along here number three Andor. good despite being relatively new the tony gilroy created Andor has quickly impressed fans uh to tell its origin stories of cassian Andor. however the series manages to expand beyond this upon uh eponymous protagonist introducing us to new characters and reintroducing us to old like mon mothma where Obi-Wan Kenobi was clunky in almost the exact period, uh, same period of time, Andor soars because it's genuinely mysterious. In Rogue One, Cassian was a cipher. Here, he becomes an orphan of the newly risen Empire, rendered a thief, a murderer, and only sometimes a highly reluctant le- rebel. Um, wow, there's a lot more to this, basically, where they're saying it's a reminder of Han Solo, but that's just an illusion because... His uh, his charm, but intense energy as Cassian, combined with the young man's troubled inner code, paints quite the picture of just how the Rebel Alliance came to be. Um, I won't read the rest just because it's long and suffering in there, but uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> I I I agree with that. I I think it's 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 a lot more focused the storyline. There doesn't seem mm-hmm. to be much filler or extra stuff or like, hey, we need to kill a few minutes of this episode. Uh, you know, and, and it sounds like some critics may disagree with that of this show, 
but from mm-hmm. my experience with Andor, everything's relevant in it. It's like everything right. contributes to the story, moves it along. There, it's it's all necessary. So, yeah, no, I, I love I, I loved Andor. I thought it was great. I mean, I really hope they do season twos as productive and good, but no complaints with it. Yeah, it might be interesting to see if they can really capture that same kind of. Is it confirmed to be the the only Star Wars project ever without a lightsaber? Um, I don't know if it's been like officially confirmed or written about anywhere, but uh, it's the only one I know. It feels of. like it is outside of it maybe like, like Ewoks the TV show, <laughs> of which I've not yeah, watched no, all the like, way through. Again, who cares? Yeah, but like, yeah. yeah, the fact that it's that good and they don't have that, right? It's pretty good. Pretty good. Did those yeah. Ewok movies? Remember like Battle for Endor? Yeah. You watch those? Do they have a lightsaber in them? <laughs> I don't I don't remember. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh anyways. Star Wars, uh sorry, number two, The Mandalorian. Spearheaded by John Favreau, The Mandalorian sounded intriguing uh from the get-go. A new story about a bounty hunter who came from a warrior monk society known as the Mandalorians, origin culture of Jango and Boba Fett, and an extension all of the clone troopers, and it's considered a space western? Awesome! The pilot was indeed very cool. Then the last five minutes happened, and a radical, exciting shift in the Star Wars, uh, in Star Wars occurred. Hello, Grogu. The importance of the child in making the Mandalorians a compelling show can't really be understated. Giving Din Djarin uh, something special to care about and gave the audience something to care about too. Yeah, that week-to-week adventures of uh, Dijarin could be compelling on their own, but with Grogu, we get a key emotional thread throughout. Season 3 of Mandalorian is coming soon, and if it lives up to the thrills, chills, and emotional highs and lows of the previous two, it will remain uh, in its place as not just one of the best pieces of Star Wars, but one of the best TV shows currently airing today. High praise, but um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think like the Mandalorian over the two seasons that we've had has had just enough of like nice little cameos as well as a story that they kind of can still thread through these week to week serial spaghetti western style episodes. Right, yeah. It's 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 tricky it's tricky writing for yeah. sure. But uh but they've they've done it. And it's been yeah. what? It's been three years since Luke Skywalker. Yeah. It's been that no. long. No, I don't think it has. It came out in 2020, didn't it? Shit. I don't know. <laughs> no. 2021. Was it? No. No. I think uh, Mandalorian, uh, Book of Boba Fett came out early 2021. It ended end of 2021. Book of Boba Fett started. Oh, sorry. Yes, you're right. You're of, right. You're right. Like Christmas time, January. Yes, it was early 2022. Sorry, so it was back. like yeah, I'm a year ahead. End of November, December. That uh, end okay. of November, I think. I think that Mandalorian 2021. Ended. You're right. Two two years. So just over a year. That's over a year years. and a bit. Year and a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the years they throw you off. Cause no, sorry, it it's been two years. It feels... Sorry, it's been two years because it was almost a year till we got Book of Boba Fett. Because the after Luke Skywalker did his thing, and then he showed Boba Fett sitting on the throne. Oh, you're right. And then we had to wait almost a year to get Boba Fett, uh, which is over a year ago now that that one came out. But right, anywho, number one on the list, 
Star Wars Visions. The first line they put here is, this may be a controversial choice (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) to top the list, but as it stands, Visions is an outstanding work of art, not just for Star Wars nerds, sorry, Star Wars, but for the cinematic medium in general. That purely was a Freudian slip, where I was thinking in my head, what fucking nerd wrote this article? (laughs) Oh my god, I love it. Um... Uh, so seven Japanese animation studios were tasked with the reimagining of Star Wars concepts and bringing nine unique animated episodes to life, and they pulled it off. The animation styles, varying from episode to episode, are all dynamic and gorgeous, and the voice acting, which you can listen to in either English or Japanese, is fun and pays homage to both bombastic classic anime style and Star Wars' own more wry feeling. Right. Star Wars Visions lands above the Mandalorian for its sheer originality, even though it could and should be argued the Mandalorian's own originality helped kick off shows like Visions. Um, Visions will continue in 2023 with studios beyond Japan across the globe from India to the US contributing. Fans should only hope that the stories it tells becomes more jumping off points for even more truly original storytelling. In a galaxy far, far away that has needed some drastic departure from its core story... For such a long time. I mean, like, I saw a couple of the visions and they were entertaining. They were good. I was glad that they were short, but they were they were fun. I don't think I needed more than what I got. But again, I'm I'm not really right. an anime guy either. Um I know that like people who are into anime fucking love anime. <laughs> um but uh for me it was it was really cool, especially that first one, Ronin, um, where it was like just like straight up samurai storytelling. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah. That's great. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, didn't need it, but it was fun. <sighs> but a lot. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but that's the list. That's the list. Agree or disagree? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I totally disagree. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, Visions was number 10 for me. Right? I know me too. And I, I knew that Visions was the first one on here. But even for me, I was just like... Yeah, it it's just like as far as what I've got. I I even... tried to watch one. I just I don't I'm the the thing is too, I mean these are people rating these sorry I'm far away from the mic here. People rating these, I mean, in all fairness, I give them respect. They're seeing beyond their opinions of perhaps of the style and actually getting to the story. Yes. So perhaps I need to challenge myself to watch visions for the story yeah you know what next time you get a hangover might be and you've got some and you know your wife gives you for some miraculous reason says like you know what i'll take the kids you just lay here be alone for a bit take your like just feel better honey it's not I, I need to have gastric illness to be able to get that done. But go ahead. Yeah. Go get some major surgery done. And while you're recovering in the in the hospital room, put on oh, my urologist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Please, doc, give me some kidney stones. Um, <laughs> no, you can just give me a snip. At least give me a, buy me at least 24 hours on my, on my back. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Get that done. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, vision, it, it is what it is. It, I, you know, it was fun. It was cute. Mm-hmm. It was lovely. Alas, anywho, um, this episode lasted a lot longer than I thought we were going to be here. I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm no, so it's sorry. it's good. We we had some good little conversation here. Uh, Ryan, we miss you. We'll we'll chat to you very soon. Maybe I'll do a, a one off episode with him as well, so he doesn't feel left out. Mm-hmm. And then you guys can do one without me, and then uh, 
and then we'll put them all together. It's all fair. It's all fair. All fair in love and Star fair. Wars. Pat will be going on vacation, everybody. Yes, I will be. I'll be going on vacation again. This one's a, an actual vacation, not a work travel thing. So I'm actually going to leave my computer at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll, well, maybe I'll take it with me and then I can edit at least what you guys put out if I even need to. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan and I'll find a date and we'll. We'll do it. I love it. I love it. Well, anyways, uh, again, thank you so much for your patience, everybody. I swear this time, I know I say it every fucking week, we are going to get more consistent with it. We made a goal for 2023 um, uh, to put out some more episodes, get some more interviews. I'm really trying to get back into that. I've started messaging some folks. And uh, once we get back on the interview train, I think we're going to be back into our, our early, capture our early lightning that we captured early on when we had like seven interviews in the first six months or six interviews or something like that in the first six months that we were COVID was uh people were still at home throughout covid right so a beautiful thing for that reason it was it it a lot easier oh my gosh sure. hey and andy happy two-year anniversary we we started this show two years ago this week um really yeah january 2021 wow. is when we started this time flies when you have a worldwide pandemic um that's cool yeah, but happy anniversary and happy anniversary to you all the listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in, checking us out. Uh check us out on Instagram as well at good morning alderon. Um I need to get more active on that as well. That's that's part of my new year's resolution. Um but anyways, we'll have some fun. Looking forward to all the good Star Wars content shit ahead. Hope everyone out there is uh, got their 2023 off to an amazing start. I'm very pumped for the year ahead for not only Star Wars content but to talk about it and nerd out with uh you lovely co-hosts um yeah anything else you want to plug or say or do andy i mean we didn't talk about the cal kestis game we could do that next time oh shit that's when right you really we'll want to save talk. that unless anything happens in the meantime we'll save that for when you're back okay we got a lot of shit coming down because as we said bad batch is going to the end of march mandalorian's march 1st and then the video game comes out march 17th we got a lot to keep and us I'm busy gonna try, and i'm gonna get it I'm gonna get it. Me too, baby. Oh, if uh, so, I'm gonna finish it fast, but I'm gonna get it for the uh, the PlayStation owners out there. If you have PS Plus, the game of the month or one of the games of the month, free downloads of the month is Jedi Fallen Order, the first one. So uh, that reminds me, I'm gonna go upstairs right now and start downloading it, and uh, maybe play it from time to time. I have played it before, but I think it got deleted off my system. So you need to get Ryan access to something to be able to play it, watch it. Yeah, let's start a... Not that he has time. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> he just had a baby. Go play he some PlayStation. All the cut, he, just, he can watch all the cutscenes on YouTube. There you go. That'll <laughs> fill it in. That could be like its own yeah. little movie itself. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of my very handsome co-hosts, Andy, and you too, Ryan, just want to say thanks for listening. And hey! This is usually, Ryan usually says this part. Oh, he does? Uh, oh, shit. That's right. Always be a Jedi in the streets. And a Sith in the sheets. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Yeah, How was my Ryan? Was bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.